0: Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. This podcast helps you discover wealth is more than just money. It consists of several empowering components that make up wealth in your personal and business life. Now here's your host Good day, Paul everyone. Lawrence Van. This is Wealth Academy Podcast. Glad that you could be with me today, and we have an honored guest. And today we're going to talk about some great things surrounding money. But before we get started, I want to introduce to you our honored guest, Monique Caradine kitchens. Monique, how are you doing today, my friend?
1: Hey, Paul, what a pleasure and an honor to be with you. Thank you so much for having me on your platform. It's an honor.
0: Yes, glad to have you. And she's someone that I I wanted to interview for quite a while because it's right in the Wealth Academy podcast community. And what we do, of course, our mantra is wealth is more than just money. And today we're going to talk about that and a little bit more. But before we get started, I'm going to read her bio, which is really just extraordinary. Monique Carradine Kitchens is originally from the great city of Chicago, Illinois. After working in television and radio for nearly 10 years, she realized she wasn't making the kind of money she deserved. So she started creating new streams of income and quickly realized there was no limit on how much she could earn. Monique later became a certified money breakthrough method coach to women entrepreneurs. She specializes in helping women around the world monetize their expertise and create their own thriving economy. She now lives full-time on the beautiful island of Puerto Rico with her husband and son. And in 2017, Monique published a book entitled How to Embrace Your Inner Millionaire. And she is currently the host of Sister Nomics podcast, which I've been listening to all morning. And you have to get over there and listen like I did. (laughs) (laughs) So Monique, welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast.
1: This is an exciting place because, uh, first of all, I love to talk about money and wealth building, and 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 whenever I can connect with like-minded individuals like you, Paul, it just gets me excited because I know, like you, my commitment is to helping people create wealth, and and so I'm excited to be here.
0: Awesome and awesome. Glad to have you here and honored. And it's definitely a joy to interview you and introduce you to my listeners and subscribers. Uh, what do you mean when you say your mother's beliefs may be keeping you broke? We can't yes. wait to hear. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the the reality is, Paul, and you you shared my bio with your audience where where you explained that I worked at a radio station in Chicago. And I also worked in television in Chicago and I was one of the top award winning media personalities in the town. You know, I was, my career was just getting started. I was young, I was Mm -hmm. ambitious and, and, and I was really working hard in radio and it paid off through the accolades that I was receiving. But the one thing I was not receiving Paul was the, the seven figure and multi seven figure contracts that some of my peers were. And for a while I thought, well, maybe it's because I don't hang with the right crowd or maybe it's because, you know, I'm not from the right side of town. I don't have the right connections or whatever. But I quickly realized that it had nothing to do with those things. The the thing that was standing between me and the money that I felt I deserved was the story that I was telling myself about money. And the story that I was telling myself was the story that came from my childhood, Uh, watching how my parents interacted with money, watching their relationship with money, watching how when it was time to to pay bills that I could sense the tension in the house around that, you know, my parents were hardworking right (laughs) so so you feel me so the the tension that you sense in the house my dad is sitting at the at the kitchen table with all the bills spread out over the table and he's got his ledger and he's trying to work through everything and and even though they worked hard there just wasn't enough money coming in and I heard this constant refrain Paul that you probably heard growing up and that was I constantly heard people say, "I'm out here trying to make ends meet. I got to rob Peter to pay Paul. Oh, I've like, heard you that know, I got you know, I got to <laughs> I got to save my pennies." Everybody was walking around in my family having those types of conversations. Oh yeah. And the and the thing is, if anybody out there has heard conversations like that, th- those I- thoughts and ideas that come from your mother, your father, your grandmother, the reality is is if you don't do the work to create a different narrative in your head, then those same stories will stay with you into your adulthood as you advance throughout your career. And I found myself as a young, late 20s, early 30s media professional in Chicago, that that was the story playing in my head and that was the reason why I wasn't getting those contracts and, and specifically why I say sometimes your mother's beliefs about money may be keeping you broke is because you know especially as uh, for us as young women most of what we learn comes from our mothers absolutely and, and my mom you know she grew up in a project she was mm-hmm. one of tw- uh, 15 kids mm-hmm. they had nothing Now she went on to, to, no thing, nothing at all. (laughs) And so she she went on to do quite well. All of my aunts and uncles did, but but they came from a very poor, uh, financially bankrupt upbringing. And that carried over. And I saw my mom do different things with money that it just left a funny feeling in my stomach as a child. And because I didn't know any better, that carried through to my adulthood and that impacted the amount of money that I was able to make.
0: That is so amazing because it it takes me back to those conversations and uh, both of my parents, they worked uh, every day, Uh, mother for 28 years for a factory, my dad 27 years, the same factory, 55 combined years, and yet with 10 children, five boys and five girls, the same conversation, same conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I know the work that you're doing is making a tremendous difference. And mm-hmm. as you stated, for the next generation, we don't want to hear those stories. We want to hear a better story.
1: Yeah, we, we've we really got to change the narrative because even though we may have picked up those old ideas from our parents, yes. and, and let me be clear, it doesn't make them bad people. This Absolutely. isn't judgment. Absolutely not. But it's just a matter of let's be honest, let's be real with the facts, okay? The the Mm -hmm. only thing that's standing between me and the money I want is the story that I tell myself. And that story came from how I saw my family interact with money. Thank God, my parents, they're retired, they're well off now, They, they don't worry about money, they don't have no worries about money but I had to do the work, Paul. And this is why I became a money breakthrough coach, because Mm -hmm. I had to deal with the mindset. Working hard wasn't an issue for me. I could work from sunup to sundown. I've been working since I was 14 years old. So that's not an issue. But (laughs) I had to get a hold of the story, Paul, the story. And I had to rewrite that story so that it would fit the ambitious, visionary woman that I am today it had to fit the fact that I wanted to make great money not just because I worked hard and not just for the sake of having a lot of money but because I knew that the anointing on my life calls for me to do great things around the world. And money is required in order to bless ministries, bless people that I believe in, bless organizations that I believe in. I got to have multi-millions to be able to do that. And so I had to adjust that story, Paul. And this is something that everybody has to do because the, the story that got you where you are today is not going to get you where you want to go five years from now in your finances. So you have to constantly, Paul, be, and you know this, you've been in this game for a long time. You have to constantly be working on that story and elevating it so that it fits who you are as you evolve. And that's part of the work that I love, 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 love to do.
0: Well, I tell you, that is so empowering. And it's just like uh, when I read your bio that you were not making the money that you deserve. And now it's all changed. It's all uh, flipped the switch, shifted Mm -hmm. the atmosphere. And not only are you helping yourself, but you're helping others as well. So thank you for sharing that. Now, I know there are four types of people making money right now, Monique. Mm -hmm. Share those with us. Who are they?
1: Oh that's a great question. I'm I'm glad you asked it because I always like people to to really understand this. And this is particularly important because at the time of this recording we're still in the midst of a pandemic. Go ahead. So everybody around the world is really taking a closer look mm-hmm. at their income, right, and their money and they Correct. see that the world's economy is unstable, right? It's unreliable and and quite frankly it's broken paul it's
0: really shaky
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit shaky right
0: it's shaky in here it's like an earthquake <laughs> man but listen
1: but but here's the truth this is what i know that even though things are shaky and unstable i, I mm-hmm. do know that there's still plenty of money flowing in the world mm-hmm. and there's still plenty available to us but there are four types of people making money and the first type of person that's still making money right now paul is the person that under stands it. Right. Yes, yes. And you got to understand money. And, and, and what I mean by that is that you can't think about money just in straight lines. It's not like way, the way I grew up. It was like you work, you earn money, you pay bills, you buy stuff, and then, then you're then you're broke again. Broke again. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's not how it works. If you're really, really uh, wise about money, then and if you really understand how to embrace your inner millionaire, then you you got to elevate your knowledge about money, and you've got to first of all stop trading hours for dollars. Yes, you got to stop trading. You notice, know Paul? Oh, yeah. Right. You you <laughs> got you you've got to understand that it's not about the hours for dollars game anymore. That money is flowing and and that the by understanding it, what do I mean? You that means that you have to know that even though you may not have a lot right now because money kind of you know is a little bit tighter, if you give, if you are generous with money, if you you know, those of you who are believers, if you Mm -hmm. if you commit to your tithing and and things like that, make a difference. Oh, my goodness. So you got (laughs) to understand that money ties into universal principles, that what you sow, you're always going to reap
0: more. Mm -hmm. Right, Paul? That's correct. And (laughs) it's energy. It's energy. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it is. So understanding it, understanding that money is energy, that it's, you want to be using it wisely. You want to, you want to treat money the way you want to be treated, right? You know, don't treat it like, don't treat it like the bald head stepchild. Uh That's (laughs) That's right. So, so really be understanding money, always be elevating your understanding through books, through podcasts like Mm -hmm. yours, Paul, and, and, and through the Wealth Academy and Sisternomics, you know, a lot of people out here that's really teaching about money. So under Understand money from a spiritual perspective, a supernatural Mm -hmm. perspective, a universal law perspective. Understand it. The second type of person that's really making money right now is the person that really, uh, really respects it. Okay. So let me unpack that a little bit. If your money is crumpled up in your purse or your wallet, Mm. Then that's a lack of respect for money. Yes. If you often lose track of money, I don't know. I got money in this pocket over <laughs> here, to, my pants in the in the in the laundry basket, but I got a couple <laughs> dollars in there. You you don't know what you spent last week. You don't know what's coming in, what's going out. You're ignoring your bank account. You're not really maintaining it. You don't really have a full awareness of know. what you have or what you spent. That's disrespect of money. money.
0: And money knows it.
1: <laughs> and money knows it. I say often to my clients, money cannot thrive in a chaotic environment. Cannot. I, Paul, I literally had to stop my son <laughs> the other day because he was like, uh, he, he went to the store and he he ran an errand for me, got something from the store and he came back from the store and he pulled out all these crumpled dollar bills and put them on the counter.
0: huh. <laughs> and I said, son,
1: you know better than that. I said, you can't, don't put, don't leave this crumpled up money. Organize your money.
0: And money has a memory. (laughs) Money
1: has, Oh, now you're about to make me run across this room now. Money has a memory. And I've taught my son and I teach this to my clients. In your wallet, it should be Mm -hmm. in denominational order. Mm -hmm. That's right. Face up. Don't have your money all crumpled up in your pocket. Don't have it all crumpled up in your wallet and your purse thrown. Mm -mm. You've got to respect your money. And that's just one way that uh you respect you show respect for your money if you don't have a healthy respect for your money it will flee from you exactly. so understand that the third type of person paul that was that really making money right now is the person that is not afraid of it yeah I'll, I'll explain what i mean by that um When I was really coaching a lot of clients, like really at the height of my coaching career, I would talk to women and my goal was always to help them reach six figures in their business or more. And so I always would ask them one question before we would even start coaching, and that is, how much money would you like to see yourself earn between now and this time next year? and a lot of the women would say oh I, I, I see myself earning 75,000 or 85,000 they would always like stop short of that Ooh,
0: six. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that was always interesting to me because oh, yeah. it suggested that that there was a fear a fear around what it means to make six figures or seven figures or multiple six figures you know yeah. and oftentimes and this was the case for me too Paul I was I had some fears and some concerns that if if I really actually did make the amount of money that I really wanted, then it would mean that I was leaving people behind or that I would be disempowering the people that I loved.
0: So it was relational.
1: It it was relational. You know where that came from. because I had to do the work, Paul. Mm -hmm. It (laughs) came from me. I would always hear my aunts and my uncles. They always knew I was ambitious and and all that stuff, and that I was going places. But they would always say, "Girl, who you think you are?" When I would say, "I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna be on TV. I'm gonna do this." Girl, who you think you are? And they didn't mean any harm by it, but it was like, "Who you think you are to be trying to do that?" So you know, so, a...
0: so someone that may have told them that before,
1: maybe, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe, Possibly. and then, yes. and then watching my father, who worked so hard, he was a provider for our family. Mm-hmm. Something inside of me, some way, somehow I created the story that if I make a lot of money, that I will be disempowering my father, who was Uh, our provider.
0: Yeah. So again, it goes back to those early conversations, what we stated and, and uh, you said, okay, I've grown because we we should grow. That's what, what our uh, parents want us to do. But those things, they, they are still there conversation is still there yeah
1: yes so you gotta unpack those conversations and those stories and and confront them and recognize them and like I said you gotta write the new story that fits who you are today so I had a fear about money I'm part of my work is helping other women unpack the fear you may not see it as fear may not feel like fear until you start to uncover the layers and then once you see where where the plateau is then now you can break through it and get rid of that fear and let the fear fuel you, right? Yes, and, and let begin. it flow. Let that thing flow. Let it flow. So 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 that's the other person that's that's making money. Those who aren't afraid of, those who aren't afraid to say, okay, I want, uh-huh. I got this program I'm offering, and it's the investment is a million dollars and not having any funny feeling around saying that. Do you yes, understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, so let me get to the last type of person that's making money, and we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. The fourth type of person that's making a lot of money, Paul, is the person that's generous with it. You know, you've seen people out there who are tight with money. They, 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 they think that because you know it seems to be scarcity in the world right now, that they got to hold on to it really, 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 really tight. Yes, and that's and that those are usually people that believe that money is their
0: source. Yes. And that, that happened in 2008 as well with the great recession mm-hmm. where people really, they saw how the economy was going and it was uh, going economically globally. It was going a little bit in the direction, but I noticed that for the business owners, those that continue to market continue yes. to profit. And we're seeing the exact same thing now.
1: Exactly. With, with a lot
0: of the big box stores and the online businesses That's happening now where they're actually marketing more Mm -hmm. and they're receiving more.
1: Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's money still flowing out there. Slowing. So you want to continue to be generous. You want to continue to be generous, um, you know, with boundaries, obviously. Uh, but I tell people to set aside a certain amount of your income, whatever it is, sure. if, is is at least 5% is my recommendation yes. to give. It can be to your church. It can be to a loved one. It can be mm-hmm. to your mother, your grandson, your nonprofit. Whoever. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So if you are generous and if you can be generous, even in quote unquote, tough times, Times. then that generosity, I believe is, is the currency that unlocks your overflow. Generosity will unlock overflow. So suddenly you will find yourself with more than enough money. And you'll be like the lady that I just talked to. I just interviewed a lady from my podcast. Uh She lives from the 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 dividends that she makes from her investments yes so all the rest of the income from all her multiple income streams that's going back into her business that's going into her savings she pays her
0: bills from the overflow from the overflow because she started that foundation that now permits that pathway to work for her
1: and the reality is she's just like everybody listening to this podcast right now
0: and the difference is she, she took the, the action step. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: That's what she did.
0: That's, that's it. That's yeah. fantastic. And again, that's very empowering. And I know that uh, the women who come to you, that that really helps them because the likelihood is they've never heard that conversation before, yeah. which I, I think is a beautiful story. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. And Monique, let's take a look at things here now. Of course, we know that uh, the government had to shut down because of coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have uh, businesses to shut down, schools, children are working from home. Mm -hmm. Share with listeners uh, simple things they can do right now to come out of this pandemic with a rock solid money foundation because Mm -hmm. they have to arrive at that destination at some point.
1: Yes, indeed. So now is a really great time to do a couple of things with your money to build your foundation. So once we're able to go outside and play again, you'll be ready. Yes. So (laughs) I I, I like to use this analogy, Paul, uh, of the foundation. When I talk about the Sears Tower in Chicago, it's now yes. known as the Willis Tower. It used to be I've, the tallest building in the world. I've been right? on
0: that tour before.
1: You've been on the tour. <laughs> yes. Now imagine me, born and raised in Chicago, and I had never been to the top of the Sears Tower until a few years ago. That's
0: okay. <laughs> That's a whole different show right there. <laughs> That's but... all right.
1: <laughs> so anyway, so one year, it was New Year's Day. My son and I just so happened to be in Chicago. And I was like, you know, let's take spend the first day of the year at the highest point in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So we went, we did the tour. And right before you get to the very top of the Sears Tower, they, there's like this little movie that they show you that tells you how the building was built, exactly. right? Exactly, yes. And one of the things that I found so fascinating about the construction of the Sears Tower is that it took an entire year for them to build the foundation. The foundation goes down 100 feet, feet. tall. Yes. They spent 15 months on the part that nobody even really sees. They spent 15 months digging down into the dirt, getting dirty, getting the Mm -hmm. unsexy part, the part that doesn't, that's the least amount of fun.
0: Exactly. They spent over a People Making, they want to see it made.
1: <laughs> but they but they had that to too. do that because they knew that this would be one of the tallest buildings in the world. And of course, it's in Chicago. So it's got to withstand mm-hmm. all the weather and the elements and everything. Mm-hmm. So if a tornado comes, big winds come, winter. That building's got to be able to stand. That's why they invested 15 months. And so this is what I'm going to talk about right now. You want to build your foundation so it can withstand this pandemic, Absolutely. job loss, layoffs, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. How do you do that you can do it now and there's three levels to your foundation level one is tithing mm-hmm. saving yes. and giving okay start there that you you want a rock solid foundation if you're a believer tithing it,
0: giving it works <laughs> doesn't it work it comes back <laughs> listen not, yes. not that that was the purpose, but it does come back. <laughs> exactly.
1: So tithe, have a tithing strategy, that's 10%. Yes. a Giving, that's usually at least five for me. That's my recommendation. Mm-hmm. And saving a minimum of 10%, if not more.
0: Okay. Those, those are all great numbers. Yes. All of them.
1: Okay. So, so yeah. So you'll correct me if I'm wrong, because this is your space that I'm, I'm walking in oh, right no, now.
0: No, I'm enjoying this and I know my listeners are as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so 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 you want to start there recommit to your tithing save no matter what saving is about a decision there, there's none of this oh, i don't have enough to save right now because i gotta pay no it is a matter of making a decision you tithe and you save that's non-negotiable all right so that's the first thing the next phase of your foundation is going to be your um estate planning yes
0: very important
1: okay. very important right your debt elimination.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then there's another thing. Oh, it's escaping me right now. I can't believe I'm forgetting this. Your estate plan, your debt yeah. elimination. Oh, and, push- and 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 your budget.
0: Yes, absolutely. Budgets for sure. Okay.
1: You need to know your numbers, Paul. No doubt. <laughs> you need to know your numbers yes. that you have need to have an intimate relationship with your numbers. Absolutely. And i would even add to that knowing your numbers includes knowing your income and, and your expenses Penses. and your income down to a science knowing what your credit score is because mm-hmm. like it or not you're being judged on that every single day absolutely uh, understanding what your interest rates are and knowing where there are opportunities to to renegotiate those interest mm-hmm. rates if possible so you can keep more money in your pocket That's right. and making that a state plan because estate planning is the bedrock of transferring your wealth yes. and leaving a legacy of wealth for your children, grandchildren, or people that you love or believe mm-hmm. in.
0: Yes. Because okay. we don't, we don't want the probate court to uh, take over <laughs> oh, Come on, now. <laughs> too many come fees, on.
1: too many fees. And we've seen that <laughs> and time, time and time again, yes. James Brown,
0: yes. Prince, Prince.
1: Uh, God rest mm-hmm. their souls, even Chadwick Boseman's Boseman. wife.
0: Yes. I his, saw that. His,
1: his, you saw that. Yes. Very, very, very but sad. She, she's
0: going to uh, lead that, that effort.
1: Yeah. So we want to avoid that and we want to make sure an estate plan and having a trust, uh, you know, my recommendation is a trust over a will because it allows you to do more from the, you know, from, from the grave, so to speak. But, Mm -hmm. you know, talk to your financial advisor about that. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just Mm -hmm. a coach. But that's where you get people on your team to help you with your debt elimination strategy, right? Yes. And then the third, the third piece of your foundation that you can be working on right now is um, creating your own economy, making sure you're getting those additional income streams in place, monetizing the things that you already know. Like you and I were kind of talking a little bit about before we started recording. Sure. You and I are taking the gifts. And the things that we love to do mm-hmm. and applying them to our podcasting and our speaking. I know you do a lot of speaking and oh, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, Experience. And, <laughs> right. And uh, taking your lived experiences, yes. right? And, and creating your own thriving economy so that for those who do work a full time job, uh, don't rely on that one income. Because that's mm-hmm. what I did. When I was in radio, I got those two paychecks a month. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this just ain't enough for me. That's so right. I started building those income streams. Start with what you know. Create those passive income streams, active income streams. And really setting yourself up to be able to withstand any time of uncertainty.
0: For sure. Because a thing about it is most people in a normal environment, economy, mm-hmm. they're just working, working, mm-hmm. purchasing. Paying right. bills. They're not really focusing on what, what you're talking about here. Yeah. And because of that, a lot of them haven't had those early conversation or great conversations like the one that you're sharing right now. And so they have a little catching up to do, but there's mm-hmm. time. There's time. Yes. And and that's what you provide, which which I think is just so important. And again, as you stated, get that estate plan because that in and of itself is a legal document. And one that will save a lot of time and effort and won't burden the the uh, spouse who's left behind or the children left behind, but pass it on to the great-grandchildren, the great-great-grandchildren so they won't have to work so hard. It's tough out there, Monique. It's tough out there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of work to do. Oh, but yeah. I, but I love the fact that it's never too late to start. I don't care how yes. old you are uh, you're never too old, never too, old, old to never too new. young. The mm-hmm. young lady that I just talked to, she started when she was 21 years old and now mm. she's, you know, she's a million dollar plus in net worth,
0: yes.
1: you know, and so we, we, we can start at any age and um, it's never too late.
0: It's never too late. And thank you for sharing that with people because a lot of people, I was at a book signing one time and a gentleman, he was older than me. And he said to me, well, congratulations on you writing your book, but uh, I'm too old to learn anything new now. And I wanted to tell him, ah, oh, you're just getting started. You're mm-hmm. just getting started. You're never <laughs> too old to learn something. If you if you decide that you're, you're too old to learn something new then life in itself is fleeting. It's, it's about to, right. to leave you because if you've done that, then uh, the universe will, will hear that, and -hmm. it will take care of it for you.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: Mm -hmm. So uh, fantastic. So I know that you've written this amazing book, Monique. It's titled How to Embrace Your Inner Millionaire. Share some insights on your magnificent book and the value it adds to not only your readers, but also your community as well.
1: Well, thank you for the opportunity in the book. It's a super short book. I made it short because I wanted people to be able to read it in, in like a day or less, you know, two days or less. That's a good book. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
0: People don't read, you know, the attention span is gone nowadays.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. So I made a commitment to, to make sure that any book that I write, I wanted to be um, like a bite size, you yes. know, so you can just pop it in and get what you need to throw it in your purse, read it on the train or whatever. And the book is all about eight simple steps that you can take right now that will put you on the path to abundance. And so in the book, some of the things that I reveal is how to uncover your hidden profit potential. You know, uh, I talk about like what I just shared with you, the four types of people to whom money is flowing abundantly. Uh, I talk about the real reason why you should aim to embrace your inner millionaire. I talk about how to set bold money goals. Mm-hmm. Um, I also talk about why your friends might be keeping you broke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you want to make sure you have a, a good inner circle. Um, yes. And it doesn't mean that you have to leave people behind, but you want to have a group of friends that you can talk to about money, right? Sure.
0: And, and it's not one of those intimidating conversations, but more so, uh, you know, we, we're in the same like, like-mindedness.
1: like Yes, exactly. Yeah, like minded. Exactly. Um, I talk about the price that we all pay when there's money clutter or money leaks. Yes. That's a really important uh, lesson from the book. We, we How to eliminate money leaks and stuff like that. Sure. And this is one of my favorites, Paul. I talk about why gratitude should be a part of your wealth building strategy.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. We have to appreciate what we have, and in, in order to to receive more in the future, if we don't appreciate what we have now, mm-hmm. then the future may not uh, look as as bright. Exactly. Yeah, so gratitude is so important. Be it thankful. Really, really yes. is.
1: It really is. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm grateful for this opportunity. But I think you you have a book out as well. Yes. And the reason the reason I bring that up, Paul, is because. You and I are examples to those listening right now. Correct. I wrote a book three years ago. It, you mm-hmm. know, I could use them. Um, I'm actually working on my second book right now. Uh-huh. You wrote a book that's so appropriate
0: for, <laughs> for the times of <laughs> the <that we end. laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, Faith for times like now. Ooh, <laughs> child, felt, I felt it. I felt it on the horizon. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, you, you prophesied, okay? Um, and so what we have is not only something that's out there in the marketplace that can mm-hmm. help people, but it's also something that gives us an additional income stream that's passive.
0: While helping someone, absolutely.
1: Right, while helping someone. And if I can do it, I'm just a little black girl from the South side of
0: Chicago. (laughs)
1: Then anybody can do it. And again, this is the thing that I help people harness. There is something inside of you. I believe everybody is sitting on a gold mine. For sure. Like literally... There's something about your lived experience, either Mm -hmm. personal or professional, that you need to teach, share, Mm -hmm. package up in a book, speech, workshop, webinar, something
0: something yes.
1: that you can put into the marketplace. And there are people out there that will find value in it and they will invest in it. And so we owe it to ourselves and our families and the people in the world that we want to help to figure out what that is. and find out, you know, unearth the gold in that mind that we have and
0: monetize it for sure, because it's a gift that we're all given. Mm -hmm. And when a person becomes on purpose and then they're living their passion, then they know what they have. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, a lot of people, they again, they're working so hard. They they just don't have time. The children are in school and they're paying mm-hmm. bills and they kind of lose sight of that great gift that they've been given. And it's been exactly. given to all of us. Mm-hmm. But it's, yep. it's people like you, Monique, who bring that back to life for people to help them, to remind them.
1: Yeah, you, you know, it's... it's mm-hmm. It's part of my assignment. You know, it's the reason yes. why I was put here on this earth. I didn't choose it. It chose me. So I'm just That's being right. obedient. That's all I'm trying to do.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a great place to be for sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Monique, uh, please share a success or accomplishment that you've experienced or achieved. How did it shape you going forward as an entrepreneur? And what mm. did you learn from it? Because we all uh, go through that uh, yeah. sometimes as Who do we become as a result of that that success or those accomplishments?
1: Wow, that's a great question. Um, So two quick answers to that. The first Mm -hmm. thing, the first accomplishment that I can recall that led me into entrepreneurship actually happened when I was employed full time at the radio station. Love my job. It was it was my favorite job because it gave me juice like it. I was creative. I was empowering people and all those things. But I just wasn't making enough money, as I shared earlier. Mm -hmm. And so what I decided to do, because I had just had my son and I was married and I was like, I don't want to like get a part time job. I just want to do something that's fun, that comes easy, that I'm really good at. And that's when I started creating those additional income streams. So while working at the station, one of the people that I had as a guest on my show, he was like, you know, I need somebody to help me do some publicity for my foundation. Do you know anybody? And I was like, well, maybe I can help you with that. Because I had, you know, previous experience working at a public relations firm back then. Great
0: experience.
1: Yeah. So I started working with him and suddenly I had an additional $500 in in my income. That adds up. Yeah. Just doing something that I really enjoyed, you know, then I got another client. So then that was an extra thousand dollars. And then Mm -hmm. I started doing voiceovers for commercials and and TV. And Mm -hmm. before I knew it, I had like 2000 extra dollars in income, just doing stuff that I really, really, really loved to do. Right. So that was one thing that we, you know, you can never rely on one income and there's always something inside of you that you can do. If you think about it, Mm -hmm. you can monetize it. Yes. So package it, package it and Mm -hmm. and let it be something that you love. So it doesn't feel like work. That's the key. So that was one of my early learnings. And then the other thing that really helped me to find success as an entrepreneur is coaching and really surrounding myself with people who were smarter than me. Like I used to want to be the smartest person in the room, Paul, Sure, sure. but now I don't want to be the smartest person
0: in the room. (laughs) Absolutely. Because uh, what I I found out uh, going through this entrepreneurship program is the people look at the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, Mm -hmm. and everything. And I found that when we find people who have a strength in an area that we may not be as strong in, Mm -hmm. that's what helps make us that whole person when we can rely on someone. It's not anything to be afraid of, but something rather to embrace.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I started to invest in myself and I hired... um, a coach from one of Mm -hmm. the top coaching companies in the world Uh at that time, Tony Robbins coaching. uh And that was my first experience. Yeah. I like his programs. Absolutely. And as an entrepreneur that, that happened right around the time of that initial crash that Mm -hmm. in 2008, 2008, and I had almost lost my business and all my clients, I either fired them or they fired me because everybody Mm -hmm. was just cutting back, you know, And so I was like, I don't know what to do. I've gotten myself as far as I can go. So I took my last little money that I had saved mm-hmm. up and I invested in the coach and it changed mm-hmm. the trajectory of my life. You know, sh- her work with me inspired me to get my coaching certification. Yes. So I worked and got two coaching certifications and began really speaking to women around the world and position myself to do more than just speak. Now I can help them With the training that I had to Mm -hmm. really break through their plateaus. And so being the, not being the smartest person in the room and then investing in myself through coaching and training and professional development, that those are the most important things that I've ever done for myself. Um, And always having a mentor, always having someone that I can talk to that's in a position that is at a, you know higher level than sure. where I'm
0: currently at. And that's that's continuing to grow and, and having that vision, the vision you have going forward, mm-hmm. that no matter what that challenge is, that hurdle or that quicksand in life to continue to go forward, making that progress. And that makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. And if you will, Monique, please share a challenge. Uh, something that may have transformed your business model. I think you may have mentioned some of it just, just mm-hmm. now. And how were you able to overcome it? Uh, and perhaps, you know, COVID-19 has, has shifted the the atmosphere as well. Uh, mm-hmm. How has that impacted you on yeah, the that challenge a, side? So
1: it's a really good question because my business really began to shift, kind of take a downward turn, if that's the way you want to look at it, sure. after Hurricane Maria. Yes. I, I, I live in Puerto Rico. So Hurricane it was, it wasn't Maria wasn't too long ago. It wasn't too long ago yeah. at all. In fact, I released my book in January of 2017. Mm-hmm. Hurricane Maria came in September of 2017. Wow. So imagine this Hurricane Maria hit and that was that was traumatic mm-hmm. enough in itself. But in the aftermath of Hurricane Maria, mm-hmm. we went months, Paul, not not hours, not days, not weeks, but months without power.
0: Mm, i know
1: without phone service yes. without internet mm-hmm. without running water
0: yes i believe it because my brother was there he's in the army and he came down with the army trying to help help and assist in that process yeah
1: right so mm-hmm. please on 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 my behalf thank him for his service oh yes um but we went now we had we jerry rig stuff. We would if oh, yeah. we really needed to get on the Internet, we would have to drive 25 miles up the road to a mm-hmm. little spot where they had like a signal. Oh, yeah. um, our house at the, is at the bottom of a hill. So we mm-hmm. thanks to gravity, we were able to get some water from the local water pump.
0: Exactly. So we
1: were able to kind of make make amends. But my business was Internet based. Yeah. My clients were in the States. I do, I did webinars and mm-hmm. calls and this and that
0: all yeah. online. You were doing virtual pro, uh, platforms and programs before it's, it became fashionable like today.
1: <laughs> before it was fancy. Yeah. Yes. yes. And so when I didn't have inter- internet access anymore or access to be able to pick up my cell phone and call my people, mm-hmm. guess what? Business went boop, zero. Oh, yeah.
0: That's a great challenge right there.
1: That's a great challenge. Mm -hmm. And so what I did at that time, Paul, is I threw myself into service because all throughout my neighborhood, there were people who lost their roofs, lost Mm -hmm. their doors, didn't have food, no job, no generator, no, they had nothing.
0: Yes, I saw and, I saw a lot of the pictures, a lot of them.
1: Yeah, and and ironically, two weeks before that, there was another hurricane that impacted people in the Southern Caribbean, Tortola, yes. and we had friends there. Mm-hmm. So what we did was we said, oh, we got to help our friends. So when that hurricane hit, we went and got water and food and got meals ready to eat, which you know about being in oh, the Oh yeah, military. MREs, absolutely. MREs, so we were going to send that all to our friends in Tortola because we had mm-hmm. a boat at the time. We were going to exactly. take our boat down there and, and make sure they were good. Mm-hmm. but but two weeks later, that's when Hurricane Maria hit. So wow. we didn't even have time to get to Tortola. And I'm looking at my garage, all this food that we were going to take mm-hmm. to Tortola. And I told my husband, I said, babe, it's people right in our own backyard. They have nothing. Yeah. I said, let's give this food to them. So me and my good girlfriend, we started going out. And finding out who had what need and what we could do to help them.
0: Working together.
1: Working together. Mm-hmm. And that, Paul, turned into 14 months of going street by street, street. house to house, block to block. Service. Helping people yep. get on their feet. Now, it was mm-hmm. difficult because I couldn't do my business. Exactly. But when I tell you that 14 months changed me as a human being, mm-hmm. I you have it. no idea. I believe it. So it was a life changing year. My business suffered greatly. And mm-hmm. really, since then, it's been challenging, kind of trying to get back up to where it was. Yes. But I'm grateful for the challenge because it's taught me, Paul, so many That's- things.
0: That's what I was looking at. It's, it's so many lessons in there. Mm. Something that may look dire and like we'd never be able to, but you have overcome and you help others in the process. Listen. And that's why we know that it's going to be so much greater in the next year or two years, five years, 10 years.
1: I know, Paul, mm-hmm. that the breakthrough, because after that, I won't even bore you with all the details, but after Hurricane Maria, then it was another challenge and it was another challenge. Yeah. Then you get deaths right. in the family, and your, mm-hmm. your friends die, your person is sick, and, it, and it's spent, Paul, I'm not like real talk, if I can have a vulnerable moment with you on your podcast.
0: absolutely right now.
1: (laughs) So Hurricane Maria started like a snowball effect of challenge after challenge Challenge. after challenge, Paul, and when I I tell you that the challenges have continued to Mm -hmm. mount, Mm -hmm. and in fact in December, I faced, my family and I we faced one of the biggest challenges that we've ever faced. And whereas one of our businesses that we've had for almost 30 years was forced to close. Mm. Ooh, and we, we we looking around like, what we going to do? Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, here come the pandemic. So that kind of gave us a little bit of space to like not have to worry so much about. Exactly. Since the whole world was shut down, we, mm-hmm. it gave us, a, I hate to sound crazy, but it gave sure. us a little bit of time. sure to begin to work through things and figure out what our next was going to look like. Thank God everybody was healthy. Nobody is sick. Nobody got Mm a virus. Praise God. But, but Paul, when I tell you that this has been the most challenging season, these past five, I'd say four or five years,
0: I believe it. that is incredible.
1: You know, for me to be the money coach, the overflow coach, the, the queen mm-hmm. of systemomics, this, that, and the other, I never sure. thought I would face anything like this. But let me t- let me tell you this: even though it's been difficult, even though it's been unlike anything I ever thought I would have to go through, sure. I know for a fact that the breakthrough coming on the other side of this is going to be unlike anything that we've ever experienced. I
0: truly well. believe it. It's it's like a uh, um launch that's taking place with a shuttle absolutely and because when you've endured so much for so long there's only goodness coming behind that Mm. and 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 i believe it's going to happen and and i think that you all have been through so much Mm -hmm. that now it is time for that breakthrough to come come in and to last for quite a while
1: Exactly. And so that's why, even though I felt like there were times where I felt like giving up, Paul, there were times mm-hmm. I felt like, do I really want to get out of bed today? Mm-hmm. I, I've <laughs> can, got that feeling. <laughs> can I Can I just, right? Can I just leave yeah. the, the shades down and mm-hmm. just just can, can y'all just leave me alone? Just let me, just please let me have my moment. Cause Uh I don't know, like what, like really, like I'm down here on the ground. What more Mm -hmm. can a a human being, a family take? Right.
0: Exactly. (laughs) But,
1: (laughs) but what I know for sure is, is that if you can look up, you can get up. Oh yeah. And that the, the pandemic also allowed me to Throw myself into creating content, throw myself into learning more, throw myself into really helping my husband recalibrate and reset, mm-hmm. throw myself into really looking at what do I want the future to look like. Throw myself into following my own advice. Yeah, focus. Every Everything <laughs> that I t- just shared with your audience from my book. Yes. I am doing doing it because i'm rebuilding paul from scratch do you
0: hear me that's the blueprint the foundation the formula all there
1: it's right there and i created it but you know it was a divine download i ain't gonna Mm -hmm. take credit for it but i'm the one that put this in writing so lo and behold if it'll if 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 it works then follow it and i'm gonna get back up on my feet using my own advice that was given to me by the grace of god
0: Absolutely. I
1: believe in God, so I, I hope me they don't too. mind me talking about. It. Oh no!
0: So, uh, I, <laughs> on this show, they they they've heard it before. <laughs> there is so, no problem on that note. <laughs> yes.
1: So so I you know I I I know we didn't plan to go down that road, but with that's somebody, a great road to go down.
0: Yeah, I'm glad we went down it. <laughs> <laughs> so so thank you for sharing that and uh right now and I mentioned it earlier to you Monique that I've been listening to your podcast this morning. Mm-hmm. So you lead Systemomics Podcasts, podcast and I want listeners to learn more about it so they can listen to you and if you could share the central theme of your fabulous podcast because <laughs> I, I I've enjoyed it. I'm going to sign up. Uh, to listen as a subscriber. And I'm going to encourage the people I know to do the same thing because I, I really enjoyed it this morning.
1: Oh, thank you mm-hmm. so much. So systemomics is all about helping women, particularly women of color, but all yes. women can really relate to it. it. It's all about helping us to Uh, make more money, save more money, eliminate debt and create our own thriving economy Mm -hmm. so that we can have more than enough to live our dreams and impact the world. And most importantly, leave a legacy of wealth for our Mm -hmm. children. You know, I I believe that, that our children should never have to worry about money. And I think Mm -hmm. if we have an opportunity to help them, become established so they don't graduate from college and hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt trying to figure a way out they don't they can have a whole different narrative than you know than what we had yes and and so that's really what sisternomics is all about and i i feel renewed like i feel like this is a rebirth this pandemic gave me a rebirth Help me to refocus on what I really needed this podcast to be about because you know yeah. when you start a podcast you got to really find your voice and, oh, yeah. and be patient with finding your tribe and your audience and where's sure. this thing gonna go absolutely so it's it started out one way but now it's it's here and I'm really excited about it growing and so I invite your listeners to join me on the journey
0: yes well I tell you you do a great job on that I listened to your uh, podcasting skills as a host is outstanding. And of course, you know, the podcast episode I was listening to with Lynette and I was like, wow, this <laughs> is good. <laughs> said, yes. this, is, this is recorded that- for history. <laughs> Man, that was
1: a masterclass in generational wealth building. That I was a it. good
0: one. And I have a daughter, I think the same age as your son. My daughter, she turns 17 next month. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have her listening to your show your oh, podcast great yeah. that's,
1: that's a passion of mine to really work with young ladies uh-huh. so that they can start early with the saving and investing but i know you, of course your daughter has an advantage because she has you but uh yeah i would love for her yes. to listen to it as well i have well. my
0: son he's 14 he just turned 40 he's going to be listening too <laughs> oh thank you <laughs> because everyone can learn something and Absolutely. uh for sure my daughter uh, i'll definitely have her listening because she's in the school of uh, business uh, at finance academy at her high school oh, so nice. uh, she she's uh she's actually learning doing accounting right now oh <laughs> so, wow fantastic so, so I'm, I'm gonna definitely have her listening to you for sure but uh, i really uh enjoy your show Sisternomics, uh, there's so much. And you, you bring on some really exceptional guests. Thank but you. I know that's because of, they gravitate to you, the like-minded people who are trying to uh, get that foundation for wealth building for uh, women, African-American women. And of course, we know that the pay for a regular job is never where it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, as you stated, you didn't feel you, you received what you deserved uh, working for the uh, company you was working with. And that we know that's happened. I have five sisters, so I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we right. talk about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that's fantastic. But I'll definitely have uh, my listeners in, in the Wealth Academy uh, community listening to your uh, podcast for sure. So, Monique, our time is coming to a close. Uh, Do you have anything else you would like to share with our listeners in terms of upcoming events, programs, services? We talked about the podcast and, of course, your books.
1: Yes, for Please sure. Share. So, so yeah. I mean, I guess the only thing I would invite your listeners to do outside of the listen to the podcast is to to follow me on Instagram. That's yes. kind of where I'm um, starting to really curate content, and sure. that's where I'll be announcing the launch of the new website and the the School of Sestronomics is what I'm creating, which will be Fantastic. you know just a, a online courses that you can take and learn from and invest in at various different investment levels. And, and so Instagram is the place where you can find me. So Sisternomics is the handle on Instagram. And so Uh join me there.
0: Yeah, she has at Instagram at Sisternomics, Twitter, Monique Carradine Mm -hmm. and LinkedIn, Monique Carradine as well. And uh, we definitely want people to go there. I'll be uh, promoting this particular episode because it's, it's so so much content-rich information that people can really learn some things and learn more about you as well. They learn more about you, Monique. They're going to be in good shape. Trust me on that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Thank yes, you so much. I've
0: wow. had a great time. And if you could provide any other contact information, if you want to, you f- feel free to do that as well, how people can get in touch with you. We have the Instagram you have uh any any other form you'd like them to, to reach out to you or
1: instagram or... is probably the best way okay. to be honest great. with you um right sisternomics.com's coming soon coming yes. soon
0: yes <laughs> she's going to be bringing that school down main street for you all and i think it's going to be really great and uh so uh looking forward to that and uh one of the things i want to say monique is to definitely thank you uh for bringing your presence your your wonderful presence and wisdom, knowledge, your gifts, your talents, your ability to our community today. And I want to thank you for this because uh, you are making a difference and that's exactly what this world needs right now. We need some positive uh, leaders, people who, who have uh, faced the fire and you've definitely faced the fire, both you and your family with your business and uh, really love having you here and hope we can do it again sometimes in the future as well. When you Open that school up. We're going to talk about that on another episode as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I'd love to have you on Sisternomics too, Paul. So I'd love, to come, on. About
0: that. love <laughs> to come on and share that. So thank you so much. And uh, so for all the Wealth Academy podcast listeners, Uh, Right now, we're uh, going through 18 countries right now. And we've on all of the platforms, uh, podcast channel, we're on uh, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, we're there. And I want everyone to listen to this episode with our great guest, Monique Carradine Kitchens. She's provided us with so much wisdom today. Hold on to it, people. There's more that she's going to share with you. Trust me on this. So, thank you very much, Monique, and um, really honored to have you on today.
1: My pleasure. Thank you, Paul.
0: All right, fantastic. And for all of my listeners and subscribers the world over, thank you so much for listening to this particular episode. Recommend it to your friends, your family, your colleagues, and you can make a world of difference by doing so. And we love to learn more about any questions that you have for for Monique and I'll pass them on to her or you can do so on Instagram at Sisternomics. Uh, again, I'm your host, Paul Lawrence Van, host of Wealth Academy Podcast and as always, my time is up and I thank you for yours. I'll see you on the next episode of Wealth Academy Podcast. Have a great day, Monique. And Thank you, access. Paul. Take yes. care. Thank you for listening. You. you will find the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned. You will find the show notes on my landing page. Subscribe to the Wealth Academy podcast. Rate or review the podcast on iTunes.